Our first reading today speaks of a miracle that God is able to do. First reading talks about God making a way in the desert. Talks about God providing water in the desert. And that desert speaks of the hearts of men today that how sometimes in dry times, in dryness, the Lord can come and, you know, create a river that would flow in the midst of dryness. And ang sabi doon that the jackals, the ostriches, the wild animals are able to partake of that water. But that water is only meant for God's people. You see, when a person is reconciled to God, there is life that flows to the, in that person. And that person becomes a blessing to the world. Okay? It becomes a blessing to the world. Our second reading also speaks of a righteousness that does not come by observing the law. Paul talks about this. Ang sabi niya, the righteousness that he strives for is a righteousness that comes from knowing Jesus and trusting in Jesus. And this is the righteousness that God provides for each and every one of us. So these readings today speaks of God's wonderful plan prepared for us. He speaks of restoration. He speaks of righteousness. At the onset of Lent, umpisa pa lang ng Lent, we have heard many times the word compassion. We have heard the word forgiveness. We have heard the word justice and mercy. And we have also heard the word repentance. Paulit-ulit yan. Yan ang theme ng Lent. Today, we are now on the last week of Lent. Finally, in our journey, this season of Lent, 2022, we're almost coming to the end of our journey. And I really pray that all of us, kung anuman ang naging purpose ng ating paglalakbay na ito, the purpose of our pilgrimage this Lent, we would be able to find that purpose and see that purpose fulfilled in our lives. At the onset of Lent, I made it a personal purpose that this Lent, I really prayed that this Lent would bring me closer in my relationship with God and in my relation with my family also. So, nandun ako, there were struggles, there were difficult times because this journey requires so much confrontation and conflict. But praise be to God, we never grow and we would never reach our goal without the conflicts. Conflicts makes us stronger. Conflicts makes us more determined as a people. So I pray that you in your journey this Lent, I pray that you are moving in that area also, moving towards the goal which you have set for your life. 
Our gospel today speaks of, mentions a very beautiful story. And uh, some scholars believe that this part of the gospel, itong gospel natin ngayon, wala talaga siya sa original na writing ni St. John. That's why in some of the Bibles that you are reading, some of the versions of the Bible, hindi nyo makita to in John. Okay? Some scholars believe na dinagdag na lang ito because the earlier manuscripts of the Bible does not contain this story. Okay? Parang pinasok na lang. But I believe that there is a reason why this story was, you know, pinasok pa rin. Because our story also begins with a woman na parang pinasok lang sa eksena din. And the story is one day when Christ was in the temple area, He was teaching, nagtuturo siya. And while he was teaching there, a group of Pharisees, teachers of the law, these are the religious people, these are the people who supposedly know God in their lives. They brought with them a woman who was caught in the act of adultery. Nahuli nila. And they brought that woman in the presence of Christ who was teaching at that time. So pagdating nila doon, they presented that woman and you know, they started to talk about justice, justicia. And many of us today in our country, we continually cry out for justice and we don't even have the slightest idea what justice is. Eto mga Pharisees na to, they caught this woman in the act of adultery. They brought her to Jesus and they demanded justice. So it seems. But deep in their hearts, hindi naman justice ang inahanap nila. Because men who do not love, men who pretend do not have justice in their hearts. The reason they brought this woman to Jesus and demanding justice, it's not because they really want justice, it's because they would like to trap the Lord. Ipapalagay nila si Jesus sa pahamak, pinapahamak nila. And what would be a better way na mapahamak ang Panginoon natin? Well, it's like this. When they approached Christ, sabi nila kay Jesus, Oh, Jesus, etong babae na to, we caught her in the act of adultery. Now, the law of Moses said, now they're quoting the law, they're now quoting the word of God to the word of God. Sabi nila, the law of Moses demanded that this woman should be stoned to death. Now, what do you say? Now, they're putting Jesus in a spot na kung yung sagot niya yes or no, si Jesus ay mapapahamak pa rin. If Jesus said, go ahead, stone her to death, then what would happen? What would happen is Jesus will be arrested by the Roman authorities. Because no one can carry out 
a corporal punishment. No one can impose death except the Roman government. Kung sinabi ni Jesus, okay, stone her to death, then if the people did that, Jesus automatically will be arrested and jailed or even killed. Pero pag sinabi niya namang no, wag niyong patayin yung babae na yan, then the Jews would accuse him now he is a lawbreaker because the law of Moses demand that this woman should be stoned to death. Amen? Kaya wala talagang mapuntahan ng Panginoon. If he says yes, makukulong siya. If he says no, he will be in trouble with the Jewish leaders. So these Pharisees, they were not after justice. They were after Christ being put in a spot to test God. And, you know, time and time again, we are warned by scriptures, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Pero sa buhay natin, mga tao, yan talaga ang hilig natin. We always put God to the test. Kaya mag-ingat tayo. So, when the Pharisees were demanding Jesus, this woman caught in the act of adultery, now the law demands that this woman should be stoned to death. And what did Jesus do? Jesus started to stoop down on the ground and He started to write on the ground. Walang nakakaalam hanggang ngayon kung anong sinulat ni Jesus. No one have the slightest idea. But one thing nakita ko, si Jesus pala marunong magsulat. Okay? So ang sabi nila, mangmang daw si Jesus kasi no read, no write. Now I found out that he can read. Now I found out that he can write. Okay? So, he knows. He is not mangmang. Okay? So, he was writing on the ground as if he was not interested. And sometimes we think God is not interested with justice. He is. Believe me, God is very interested in justice. Kaya minsan tayo, kung mayroong masamang nangyari sa buhay natin and we cry out to God for justice, it seems that God does not listen. You know how many families nasa korte and you know, walang hustisyang binibigay sa kanila. I, I know of a family na kinuha yung lupa nila. A rich man took their land and wala talaga silang laban sa korte. And they cry out to God and pray to God for justice and it seems nothing is happening. You see, when we talk of justice, it seems that God is not interested because when they were demanding justice, Christ was not listening to them. Christ was writing on the ground. Parang hindi sila pinapansin. And they continued to press their claim on Christ. They continue. Kinukulit nila si Jesus. Oh, Jesus, so ano masabi mo? We caught this woman in the act of adultery. She should be stoned to death. What do you say? Jesus, ano masasabi mo? It seems that yung sinusulat niya mas importante pa doon sa sinasabi ng mga tao. Then finally, the Lord answered them. The Lord stood up 
and spoke to them. Itong sabi ng Panginoon sa kanila. He who is without sin, you cast the first stone. Yung walang kasalanan sa inyo, sige, siyang maunang bumato sa babae na to. Then after saying that, he stooped down again and started writing. And one by one, the Bible said, one by one, people who were holding the stones, ready to stone that woman to death, they started to let go of their stones. And they started to leave. Nagsialisan sila. And the only thing that Christ did was write on the ground. And every day, in my mind, this week, I've been asking, what did Jesus write that made those men leave and not carry on with their plans to stone the woman? Ano kayong sinulat ni Jesus? Some scholars believe sinulat niya yung pangalan ng mga tao dyan. Siguro nagulat sila, doon na yung pangalan nila sa ground, no? I believe what Jesus wrote on the ground, and this is just my imagination, okay? Huwag niyong ikwento to. Sabi ni Father June, ganito daw talagang sinulat ni Jesus, nakita niya. That is a different gospel. Nag-iimbento tayo ng isang gospel. In my imagination, I think this is what Christ was writing. He was writing down the sins of men. Sinusulat niyang kasalanan ng tao. That woman was caught in adultery, And Jesus was writing all the sins of those people who are accusing the woman. Sinusulat niya rin yung mga kasalanan nila. And so when they insisted on Christ and they saw that writing, it reminded them of their own sinfulness. We should all, we are all deserving of death. Dapat lahat tayo. Ay sinasabi natin palagi, pag may blessing, sana, sana all, di ba? Pag may blessing, sana all. Kung nakita mo sa Facebook, kita mo sa Facebook, oy, may brother, may bagong new car, no? New car. Lagyan mo sa baba, sana all. Okay? Eh, bakit pagdating dun sa kasalanan at sa parusa ng Diyos, bakit hindi sana all? Di ba? Siya lang. Eh dapat sana all. Sa totoo lang, when it comes to God's judgment, sana all. Okay? Sana all. That's why when they were insisting on Christ to pronounce judgment on the woman, Christ was writing their sins down also. If you do not forgive men of your sins, neither God will forgive you of your sin. So Christ, sinasabi nila yung kasalanan ng babae na yun, kinikwento nila kay Jesus, Jesus was writing down their sins also so they can see that what you demand from God, the justice, the punishment that you demand from God, dapat sana all. And nung nakita nila yan, And when Christ confronted them, sabi ni, ni Jesus sa kanila, okay, 
yung walang kasalanan sa inyo, yun ang unang babato sa babaeng ito. What did Jesus do to them? Anong ginawa ni Jesus sa kanila? That suddenly they started to throw their rocks on the ground and they started to leave. What did Jesus do to them? And this is what Jesus would always do to us also. Jesus made them think and look into their hearts. Amen? Amen? They demanded justice. Sige na Lord, patayin tong babae na to, stone her to death. And Jesus said, okay, you have no sin, cast the stone. And they started to look at their own hearts. And the sad thing is, when you look at your heart, your own heart, you would find that there are a lot more of sin inside your heart than on the person you are accusing. Why do you try to remove the speck from your brother's eye when you have a plank in your own eye? And this is the confrontation of Christ. Kaya nung napaisip sila, when they started to look at their own hearts, they begin to realize that punishment, when it comes to punishment, sana all. And they don't want to suffer God's punishment. And so they started to leave. Alisan na lang sila. And the beautiful part of the story is the last part. Kasi yung babae remained there on the spot where justice is supposed to be served. Hindi tumakas yung babae. Because the woman knows she deserves justice. She deserves judgment. And the woman stood there and did not leave. Then Jesus spoke to her. And I would like you to remember these words because these are the same words that Christ would always say to us. And Jesus said to her, Woman, take note, she called that woman, that adulteress, she called her woman, yun din yung tawag niya sa nanay niya. Diba? Remember? On the cross, she called Mary woman. Behold your son, son, behold your mother. The same title Jesus would give to her mother, He also gave that title to that woman. In other words, kahit na ganyan yung babae na yan, hindi nagbabago ang paningin ng Diyos sa kanya. Jesus respected her and still uphold her dignity. Kaya sabi ni Jesus, woman. Hindi niya sinasabing, oy prostitute, kumusta ka na? He did not say, you know, oy adulteress. He said, woman, where are your accusers? Where are those now, those people who are ready to judge you? Saan na sila? And the woman said, wala na sila. They all left. Has nobody condemned you? And the woman said, no. And this is what Jesus said to her, neither do I condemn you. The only person in the world that can condemn that woman 
the only person in the world worthy to get the stone and cast that stone upon that woman was Jesus. And yet, Jesus did not use that against the woman. Where are your accusers? Were they not able to condemn you? Neither do I condemn you. And the last word, this is important, remember this. Then she's, he said to the woman, go your way now and sin no more. Go your way and sin no more. When Jesus said, go your way, he was telling the woman, I forgive you. I forgive you. But then forgiveness in our life has entailed responsibility for us. It is God who forgives, but it is our responsibility, our response to the forgiveness of God to always repent. There are churches today who preach a gospel of no repentance. God can save you even if you do not repent. I do not know kung saan nila kinuha yung teaching na yan. Because in scriptures we see that God's forgiveness accompanies a great responsibility. You know the word responsibility, it means your ability to respond to God. Response is important because it is our response that causes us to receive what God is giving us. If we do not respond to God, we are not receiving what He is giving us. If He bestows forgiveness on us, if you receive that forgiveness, then you have to respond to that forgiveness. And the only response to God's forgiveness that God really looks at is our response of repentance. Do not sin anymore. Live your life of sin. Two things I would like you to remember today. God's justice will always be accompanied by God's mercy. Okay? Hindi separate yan. Justice without mercy is not true justice. Kaya yung mga Pharisees who was bringing that woman to Christ demanding justice, they demand justice to that woman pero wala silang awa sa babae na yan. Not with God. When God brings justice, He brings it with His mercy upon us. That is true justice. Justice and mercy kiss each other. Magkasama yan palagi. That is why on the cross, 
on the cross, we are reminded of this truth. The cross is where we see justice and mercy kiss each other on the cross. Nung sinabi ni Jesus sa babae na yun, while the Pharisees were insisting that that woman should face the justice of God, that woman should face the judgment, that woman should be stoned to death, wala silang awa. Pero habang ina-accuse nila yung babae na yon, you know, in Christ's heart, that in Christ's heart, Jesus had compassion on the woman. He knew that woman should die in her sins. May justicia ba? There's only true justice when there is mercy at the same time. Now take note, hindi sinabi ni Jesus na wag niyo siyang stone to death. Wag. Kalimutan na lang natin yung kasalanan niya. That is not justice also. If God will just overlook our mistakes, if God will not just take into consideration our mistake, then that makes Him a corrupt God because He violates His own law. Amen? God will not violate His own law. In Deuteronomy 22, verse 22, a woman and a man caught in adultery should be stoned to death. Did God say that in His law? God understands the sin and He hates the sin so much. But at the same time, He loves the woman. He loves the sinner. Iba talaga si Lord. Tayo, iba din. We love the sin. We hate sinners. Diba? Baliktad. Pag may nagkamali sa'yo, talagang galit na galit ka sa nagkamali. Diba? You hate the sinner, but you love the sin. God is different. He hates sin so much. God cannot tolerate adultery. But He loves the sinner so much, that's why He was planning to save the woman. Habang ina-accuse siya, habang pinaplano ng tao na batuhin na yung babae na yun, iniisip ni Jesus, how can I save this woman? Because that is what true justice is. There is mercy. And justice does not mean na ibali wala yung kasalanan. Because a few weeks later, Jesus paid the price 
for that adultery, he went to the cross. Namatay din siya dahil sa kasalanan na yun. Hindi kasi binabaliwala ng Diyos ang kasalanan natin. God is not the God of Islam. Islam teaches that pag humingi ka ng tawad kay Allah, ang gagawin lang ni Allah is kakalimutan niya lang yung kasalanan mo and as if the sin did not exist. No. Christianity does not teach us. When we sin against God, our sin is very serious. It has to be paid for because we have a holy God and every sin we commit is a crime against a holy God. If God will not take our sins into account, then He is not a holy God anymore. He becomes a corrupt God. And God will never be corrupted. He would always punish sin. That is justice. But He would always have mercy on the sinner. Eh, paano yung kasalanan na yun? Paano yung kasalanan ng babae na yun? May nagbayad talaga doon. Because the wages of sin is death. Yan ang price ng kasalanan natin, death. But God does not want us to suffer death. So what happened? He cannot also, hindi niya rin pwede palampasin ang kasalanan natin. Because He is a holy God. Sin has to be punished. So what did God do? He hates sin. He has to punish sin. But He does not want to punish us because He loves us. So what did God do? What did God do? His justice and His mercy, it seems that it is in conflict. But on the cross, God solved that problem. Instead of you paying for the sin, Christ did. Sinalo ni Lord yung kasalanan mo. Jesus took the sin of that woman caught in adultery. Hindi niya sinabi, baliwala lang tong sin mo. No, hindi niya sinabi yan. He took that sin upon himself. That's why on Calvary, he died for that sin also. In the same way that he died for all our sins, he took the sin of that woman caught in adultery and brought it upon himself. And so he suffered the penalty of death. He died on the cross. And so on that cross, the woman lived. Hindi namatay yung babae. Christ was able to save her. So the first thing you should remember, true justice will always be accompanied by mercy. Now sa buhay natin mga kapatid, how do we go about this? Itong turo sa akin ng bishop natin. Sabi niya, never criticize a person. Never judge a person that you are not willing to help and you are not willing to pray for. Amen? Never criticize a person na hindi mo naman pinagpipray 
at hindi mo naman gustong tulungan. You should always be merciful. Amen? Amen. Okay. Second thing you should remember. We are all recipients of God's mercy. And because of His mercy, our sins are forgiven us. Amen? And the sin that was forgiven demands that we change. Dapat tayong magbago. Kaya ang sabi niya sa babae, you go your way. That woman was saved at that very moment. Dapat patay na yung babae na yun eh. Jesus saved her that day. And Jesus said to her, Go your way, I do not condemn you. Forgiveness. Pero itong sabi ni Lord sa kanya, Do not sin anymore. The demand for a new life, a life of repentance. So my dear brothers and sisters, When we talk of God's forgiveness in our lives, last week na natin to sa Lent. Next Sunday will be Palm Sunday. Papasok na tayo sa pinaka-sacred na time ng church, yung Holy Week na tinatawag natin. In fact, it's so sacred that in older times, umpisa pa lang sa lunes, wala ng trabaho yan. In other countries, starting Wednesday, I think, afternoon, wala ng office we still observe that until Easter Sunday. Because that week is going to be a very, very sacred week for us. Papasok tayo doon. In fact, nasa last week na tayo ng, ng Lenten season. And let me encourage you, if there is one gift that we can give to the Lord that would make God really smile, is when you give Him a transformed life. Your life. When your life begins to change, when your life begins to transform, that is a blessing to God. Parang sinabi mo, Lord, pinatawad mo ako, eto ngayon, binago mo ako dahil sa pag-forgive mo sa akin. So this week, For those of you who are serious in your life, seryoso kayo, na magkaroon ng pagbabago ang buhay nyo, I would encourage you to go to confession. Now, kung wala ka namang intention magbago ang buhay mo, si patuloy mo na lang. Okay? But there are some of you I can see that you would like the challenge. I want the miracle of a changed life. Amen? Yan ang hindi pwede gayahin eh ng Hollywood, yung milagro na yan. The miracle of a transformed life, the miracle of a renewed life. If you want that miracle in your life, now is the time. Let's repent. Let's go back to God. And, and the first step to do that, you know, in going back to God is through repentance. And as a community, we do it by the sacrament of confession. The sacrament of confession is not for the proud people. Yung mga taong mayabang at ayaw magbago, that sacrament is not for you. 
the sacrament of confession is for those who have learned the value of new life and would like to have that new life. And you know that new life is impossible without humility. Hindi talaga pwede magbago ang buhay mo kung mayabang ka. New life would never be possible for you if you do not humble yourself. Okay? So I would encourage you, I have asked Father Nonoy to make schedules for priests to hear confession. This Holy Week, I will be here every day. If you would like, you know, we, we could talk. You can talk to your priest. And you know, we can, we can pray together and we can ask God for new life to come sa buhay mo. And you know, I would really encourage you to do that. Grace and mercy, forgiveness is God's gift to you. A renewed life that you give to God is your offering to God also. Mutual yan. Amen? So this week, I would, I would wait for you. The priest would be ready. Sa Holy Week, pagpasok natin ng Holy Week, you know, it would be a very beautiful time. And if we can use that time to really go back to God and experience new life. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.